The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Angel Tarot Show with best-selling author and Angel Tarot expert, Radley Valentine. Plan your week ahead with gentle guidance from your angels, combined with the wisdom of Tarot, and create the magical life you deserve. Hey everybody, it is Radley here with the Angel Tarot Show. If you are listening to this via podcast, then hey, hey, hey from mindbodyspirit.fm. If you are watching this on YouTube, I can see you or you can see us anyway. So my guest today is Jennifer Love. So how much fun is it to have Jennifer Love and Radley Valentine on the same screen, same podcast. So Jennifer is a passionate, authentic, intuitive, who uses divine guidance to help people love themselves and live fully in their bodies. She uses her intuitive gifts to communicate with angels and ancestors and spirit guides, oh my, in order to awaken the sacred divine guidance with her clients. Jennifer has mentored uh, with world-renowned angel experts like me and some guy <laughs> named, what is this, uh, Kyle Gray. I don't know who that is. <laughs> she has many metaphysical certifications and also is a licensed S-Factor instructor, a feminine movement practice which incorporates dance and stretching, muscular work, and pole fitness at its most soulful and intuitive style that is designed to open the female body into her fullest, freest, erotic expression. To learn more, her website is thejenniferlove.com. But the main reason that you are here is because we are going to talk about two archangels that are all about bringing love and romance and passion into our lives, whether that love is self-love or whether that love is the love of someone else, whether we are trying to foster relationships, whether we are trying to create new ones. These two archangels are the bomb, and their names are Raphael and Shamuel. Mm -hmm. So let's start quickly. No, we're not quickly. We have all the time in the world, right? Yeah. So we do. We do. So so the first one can be a surprise to people because it's Archangel Raphael. People who are in the know with angels think of Raphael as being the big emerald green guy, which he is, and who rains down physical healing upon our bodies at a molecular cellular level, helps us to heal. Uh, which he does. 
a lot of people don't know this whole aspect of Raphael that is uh, a, a big traveler. So he's the archangel of travel. Right. But he's a kind of a matchmaker, 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 make me a match, catch me a catch, catch me a catch. I don't even know if that's right. But and so Raphael has this whole element of him. And I have this tendency when I represent him in my card decks to make sure that there's this big emerald green heart on his chest that reflects that whole element. So your your relationship with Raphael, I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. let's get personal. Let's get personal. I'm going to sing all the way through this, I guess. But it's <laughs> like, how did you first experience Raphael? What was that like for you? I think more experiencing Raphael as a healer, you know, doing yeah. energy healing and all of that. But I think also in my own, you know, relationship journey and trying to find love for myself, I think Raphael is a matchmaker. Raphael helped me find my soulmate and multiple soulmates, because I do feel like we all have more than one soulmate and a soulmate is supposed to help you um, discover more about yourself. So I think, you know, Raphael did help me, you know, on my love and relationship journey, you know, towards this place of ultimately self-love, right? And then I do like how, you know, you have this green, you know, heart imagery on a lot of the tarot decks, because I really resonate with this fact of, you know, Raphael being very green heart chakra type Mm -hmm. of healing energy, right? And that's what I've kind of resonated with over the years is not only, you know, Raphael from this, you know, divine physician energy healing, you know, kind of my heart, but also, you know, helping me on my love journey. And that's kind of my personal relationship. And you know what I love about that is we just talked about the fact that Raphael is also the archangel of travel. So yeah. just blended the journey. Just, yeah. Journey. Mm-hmm. Because I do think that love is a journey. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a never ending one, right? Because though, even though I'm very happy in my relationship now, it's still a lesson. It's still a journey. And I'm still learning things all the time about myself through my partner. Mm-hmm. So I think um, it's a never ending journey, right? We're always learning about ourselves and, and growing and we always want to grow within ourselves. Um, I think if you stop growing, you know, that's kind of stagnant, right? So we always want to be growing on our spiritual journey and loving ourselves, I think. I do too. And, you know, and I have a, such a, a whole theory on this, which you've probably heard me say before, but I have this philosophy, this thought that imperfection is perfection in relationships. This whole concept that if we we want this perfect person, and yet if someone showed up for us who was seemingly perfect in all these ways, and never there was never discord of any kind or never any kind of like challenge or conflict that a co- caused us to grow, that we would be so bored out of our gourds. Yeah. 
that we would drop them in a New York minute. Well, and I've said this to my clients many times when I first started, you know, kind of a dating journey after I got divorced, I would kind of present this perfect person to the people I was dating. And I didn't realize why they weren't connecting with me. I was like, well, isn't this, you know, who you want? You want this like perfect version of me. And I didn't realize that, you know, no, they they can't connect with someone who's not authentic. It's not the authentic you you're presenting. So no one's going to connect with a fake person. (laughs) And it doesn't, you know, it, it makes sense when you say it out loud, but when you're actually, you know, on a date and you're trying to be this, like, and everyone's going to present their best self on the first date. Right. But you know, when you're trying to present this like fake, perfect person all the time, you know, no one is going to connect with that. So it's much easier to just, you know, try to be your authentic self. And then, you know, someone eventually is going to go, yeah, I like you. I like you for who you are. And no one is going to, you know, be able to fall in love with you unless you're your true authentic self, which is, it's beautiful, you know, and that's who you should always, you know, strive to be is you because, you know, you're perfect the way you are and imperfect at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Imperfection right. is perfection. Right. It's right. that, it's that that's the, the proverbial uh, sand in the oyster that creates the pearl, right? Yeah, and that's it, a great analogy. Yeah. It really just is. And it's like, it is their imperfections that cause us to grow, that cause the relationship to grow. And so we may think we want this perfect person, but I don't think that that's, I don't. And, and you know, you mentioned soulmates. And so yeah. that whole concept of soulmates and that whole concept of twin flames and that whole thing that I think people think it, they want that because they think, oh, it'll just be intense and perfect and easy peasy. And it's like, be careful what you ask for, because it's like, <laughs> you know, soulmates and twin flames are just that's a lot of work. Yeah. A maybe you just want to date first. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. It's like, that's what I always say. It's like, I look at it as that there's these three typical relationships. There's the relationship that's just this lovely person that you're in a partnership with and you're on the path together and you're in this incarnation together. And then there's soulmates, which is this person who's known you from other lifetimes and they know where your buttons are and they push them Mm -hmm. on purpose. And then then there's the whole, right? Yeah. And then there's the whole twin flame thing, which is a whole like other off the chart. Be careful what you ask for. And I do want to sort of like back up and say that I think that Jennifer and I agree that soulmates don't have to be romantic. You can have many soulmates in your life. And I do. Your child. Exactly. Your child, your a parent, a sibling, a friend. Right. I always wonder about identical twins because to me, it's like yeah. you, that, that has to be a soulmate thing. It has yeah. I, my brothers are identical twins and I definitely feel like that is a soulmate thing. It has to be. It just has yeah. to be. So, so here we have this whole Raphael. And before we go on to the other one, I just want to like ask, because I like to try to have our listeners have this kind of concept of the personal aspect of a particular archangel. So for me, Raphael, and let me back up. Listeners have heard me say this before. It's like all archangels or guardian angels or angels period are going to present themselves in such a manner. It's a way that you can connect with them. So I'm a person, it probably comes through, who really likes humor. I really like to laugh. 
And so uh, my angelic connections tend to have humor in them. I find the archangels to have quite astonishing sense of humor, senses of humor. And Raphael is definitely one. I think of of Raphael, I, I had this physician when I lived in Denver who was the best physician you could possibly have, possibly have. Hi, Dr. Coleman, who had, you know, it's like, even when we were talking about something serious, I mean, his hand was on you, but he was making, you know, he was like going, well, you know, there was a joke. There was a, there was a lightning of it. There was a, let's not go down the dark, deep, dark rabbit hole if we don't have to. And I think, I think of Raphael that same way, this whole energy of it's so good natured. It's so, you know, positive positive from the standpoint of this of this cosmic physician and I even read somewhere in some of all of my research books that said that Raphael was considered to be the friendliest of the archangels I thought that was kind of hilarious in a way just because I think that all the archangels are friendly and I don't know how you yeah. measure that yeah how do you rate that I'm not sure <laughs> either and yet I read it like multiple times in multiple books that people believe that and maybe I wonder I've always wondered if that's because it's such a physical relationship mm-hmm. with Raphael yeah that, that people are like okay they're they're connecting with it a little bit more but how what about you I mean what is your personal emotional relationship with Raphael I think it was Kyle Gray that kind of planted the idea in me that, you know, angels or archangels can appear in a human form to you as celebrities. So they, you know, I've never heard him say that, but now that you think about it, no conversations I've had with him. Right. Okay. It's funny because I think ever since years, years ago, ever since then, you know, it's kind of, it, and, and angels will always appear to you in a way that's, you know, comfortable and familiar to you. And maybe it's because I live in Southern California and that's a thing um, that they, you know, come to me as a celebrity face that feels comfortable to me. I've seen it a million times and whatever. And of course, you know, they're not always even human, right? Or appear human. It could be a beam of light. It could be a color. It could just be a feeling in your body that feels comfortable and safe. And that's great. You know, it's different for everybody. Like you said, it's different for everybody. For for me, Archangel Raphael looks very much like the image on the lover's card <laughs> in the deck that's Angel, Angel Wisdom, Wisdom Pro cards. Yeah. So this image of Archangel Raphael, you know, he's a younger Caucasian male. You know, he's got dark hair. It's kind of wavy, curly, falling to his shoulders. He, to me, he looks very much like the actor Michael Sheehan. He's um, Klaus oh. Hargreaves in the Umbrella Academy, if you've ever oh, seen that no. show. So oh. that's it. He's oh, got no, like I'm, a beard, be stubble, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's who he looks like to me. And so every time it, that's just the image that I get in my head, you know, and so it's comfortable and familiar to me. And that's, you know, he's kind of my buddy and that's the relationship. And, and, you know, he's a very funny guy. He cracks yeah. jokes and he, you know, we just have a very like familiar type relationship. He's almost like a brother, you know, and, and in that TV show, you know, he's a brother. He's, you know, 
he's a, just a dude. So um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel, you know, that relationship feels to me. It's very comfortable. It's very familiar. Um, it's very brotherly and he's funny. I love that. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going to be able to unsee that now because <laughs> I love the Umbrella Academy. I love yeah. it. So I, and, and he is literally my He's favorite Klaus. character on the Umbrella. <laughs> my favorite character on Umbrella Academy. That's my favorite uh, character too. Yeah, I love him. So I think that's awesome. So now that's going to be stuck in my head. So <laughs> if you are just tuning in, you are listening to the Angel Tarot Show on MindBodySpirit.fm and on YouTube. And my guest is Jennifer Love. And we are talking about relationship and romantic elements of working with the Archangel. So up next is Archangel Shamuel, whose name means uh, the eyes of God. And so Shamuel for me is one of several archangels that in working with my previous, with the mentor I had when I was much younger, had a tendency I felt like to water down this particular archangel. And because Shamuel was known as the the archangel that is um, the eyes of God, that it, it was basically Shamuel knows all, sees all, it tells all. And, and so if you've lost your car keys, here's Shamuel. And I don't lose my car keys. So <laughs> my phone, that's a whole different other story. And that's why Lee has a phone so I can call myself. But to me, it was like, well, he's just this archangel of finding things. And mm-hmm. there was this whole element of also helping us to find the perfect romance or partner, the for perfect career. I got real obsessed with Shamuel from the standpoint of the archangel of personal and global peace. So that's where I kind of like got connected with Shamuel. Um, we talked about Raphael and his emerald green. And um, so for me, Shamuel is this pale green, almost a peridot green. But there's another philosophy that's very prominent with Shamuel that finds Shamuel to be pink. I do see the pink. And I, I think the, the reason I feel like there's two different colors is also related to the heart chakra and the it's the green and the pink right the higher level the thinking is the higher level of the heart chakra is pink and I feel Shamuel is about love and self-love even though the name is you know you know he who sees but I really feel like it's not about purpose or seeing it's really about self-love which is kind of contradictory or not not uh the conventional thinking maybe shamuel is this archangel that's very associated with love and and i think that's a little bit maybe the pink too tell us about that whole aspect of shamuel i feel like shamuel is really connected to us really understanding that, you know, the angels really see us through the eyes of love and that we really are perfect in their eyes where, you know, not perfection that, you know, we have to do everything perfect, but that we are, you know, really part of the divine. We are really children of God or the divine and 
that it's not like nothing we do is wrong, but that we are really just part of, you know, this greater universe, this divine, you know, universe, and that nothing we really ever do is wrong. It's kind of just part of this whole fabric of our lives. Not that anything you can do can kind of be on a path or off a path, but that just, you know, we're all just, like we said, on a journey to kind of discover more about ourselves. And you could kind of, if you see through the eyes of your guardian angel or, you know, the archangels, you'd really um, be a lot more kinder to yourself. And I often say to my clients, like, think about how your best friend would talk about you. They wouldn't really be criticizing you the way that you talk so harshly about yourself. Sometimes, you know, we're like, oh, uh, gosh, my hair looks terrible today or wow, my skin broke out or, you know, whatever it is, man, I really put on 10 pounds or (laughs) all these harsh, horrible things we say about ourselves sometimes. Um, Oh, I'm so dumb. Why did I forget that? And Uh, I'm such a klutz. Yeah, I'm such a klutz or why did I make that mistake? I've done that before. Ah, you know, your angel would never talk about you that way and neither would your best friend. So, and would you say that to your best friend? Probably not. So how would you treat, you know, a person in your life that you love and adore, um, try and treat yourself that way. And that's probably how your guardian angel sees you too. You know, and I, I, again, I love something you said, um, where you basically said the, the archangels see, seeing through the eyes of the archangels. Yes. And the archangel. And that's how she amulatized it. Yeah, exactly. And so this whole concept, therefore, of seeing other people through Shamuel's eyes and that whole standpoint of, therefore, finding a way to love somebody in a a way that is meaningful because Mm -hmm. you're seeing them through angelic eyes through the help of Shamuel. And I kind of felt that's how like the world peace thing ties in because that's how you, you know, you could see even people that you hate through the eyes of love, even like, how do you love a terrorist? Well, you know, they're probably just, you know, very misguided, or, you know, they had a harsh upbringing, or, you know, they were indoctrinated wrong, or, you know, so if you could even see people that you really don't like, through the eyes of love and feel compassion for them, then we could probably have world peace. Yeah. How do you see Shamuel? What celebrity um, is Shamuel? <laughs> um, again, like it's, you know, the, the imagery on cards and, you know, kind of puts these, you know, images in your head, you know, it's kind of like a David Bowie uh, uh-huh. hybrid with like a younger kind of uh, actor and that kind of thing. So it's just like a blonde, you know, short cropped hair, really pale skin, um, blue, blue eyes. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. It's really attractive. Yeah. So it was funny for me because I started, you know, a couple of years back started like really trying to channel the archangels. It became a thing that I do that I love. And angel wisdom tarot cards, I had like a sort of established this look for Samuel. And, and so that's what I was expecting. And it is not what showed up at all. It's not what I got at all. 
And when, when Samuel showed up for me in a channeling, I was like, wait a minute, you look familiar. And it took me a minute. And I was like, oh my God, it's Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Oh, cool. <laughs> Luke Skywalker showed up. And I mean, the young one, you know, yeah. Star Wars one, the one that looks like he's 12 years old. That's who showed up for me. And it was such a shock to me because it's like, that's the thing about working with the angels is that you can have a preconceived notion and here they are here to bust it up. And one of the things that for me that was a little bit challenging with Shamuel was that he showed up and in my working with him, I was like, oh my God, you're a therapist. This is the whole personal peace thing. And so he literally showed up asking the kind of questions that you'd expect the, a therapist to ask. You know, it's like where you ask them a question and they go, yeah, but what do you think? Oh, <laughs> this whole thing got turned around and, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is a therapy session. This is why, you know, it feels so not like what I normally would experience. But that's just, a, that's a little bit of a diversion. So let's talk about your work with Shamuel, with your clients when it comes to self-love, because I know that's a really big thing for you. Yeah. And then we can um, talk about the whole like love of other. Yeah. I often recommend to my clients to try to connect more either with self-love or with Archangel Shamuel to use crystals. And I like rose quartz for that reason. So I, I have a lot of rose quartz, but <laughs> I find rose quartz very easy to work with. It's very like soft and gentle, and it helps um, people connect to their heart, to self-love and Archangel Samuel. I mean, I, I don't know if it helps everyone connect to this Archangel. Um, it, I find it, it does help me. So I recommend it to my clients, but I do think it helps with, um, self-love. So I usually recommend, uh, people get rose quartz, have it around them. Um, I do feel like it's very high vibe, so it can't, it can't hurt you. <laughs> nothing, nothing can hurt you picking up some rose quartz. So yeah, I think, uh, other things for Archangel Shamuel, I think having, it sounds a little simple, but having compassion for other people, it really does um, help you have more compassion for yourself. Um, and it's all about that, you know, seeing through the eyes of the angels, doing kind acts for others. Um, it kind of gets you out of yourself. Um, one of the things that, you know, people can get very discouraged when they're dating and relating is getting very into themselves. And so one of the things that kind of helps you break out of that rut is doing acts of service for others. So when people are getting very down on themselves, dating and all of these things, mm -hmm. I often recommend, I like give a prescription almost to people like go volunteer and do something go do something for somebody else. Even if you can't go volunteer, how about you like go help your family, you know, clean up their house or just something, do something for somebody else. Do one act of kindness for somebody else today, because it really helps you break out of your own kind of self pity party. 
(laughs) And it kind of just makes it, it's really selfish, but it makes you feel good about yourself to do an act of compassion for somebody else. Um, And it brings you more love to yourself. You actually admire yourself more. We're like, wow, I did something nice for somebody else. Right. The good you do comes back to you. Yeah. It's it's funny. You bring up Rose Quartz. I have a, a dear friend who I think you might know. Uh, the family constellations counselor, John Moore. And John literally carries pink rose quartz everywhere he goes. I do too. And and he and, <laughs> but he he buys this stuff by the like 10 pound bag or something, which actually is probably not that heavy, but he buys it by the bag and he's doing it because he's leaving it everywhere. Oh, wow. He'll toss it into a fountain. He'll Go to I do Disney. give it away to my clients, like right. these he, little hearts. Like, eh. Right. Or he'll leave it at Disney or he'll like put it at, you know, he'll go into a grocery store. And if it feels really wacko in there, he'll put it with the green beans. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just like he's putting it. That's great. Everywhere. I should start doing that. <laughs> right. And I don't even think he necessarily knows joy and love into the world. <laughs> right. He's just doing it. He's just it's like this thing he does. And, you know, it's that whole vibrational connection where he's doing this thing that has an angelic connection, and yet he doesn't even know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk a little bit about if if I've got, I feel like Shamuel, well, actually, this makes me want to bring up one other archangel, and that is Raguel. And Raguel's name means the friend of God. He comes in a pale blue. And I'm just bringing him up because Raguel is this archangel that is known to bring harmony to relationships that are in discord. That is the way I like to say it. If we can have these relationships where it's like, I already have a romantic relationship, I'm already committed, I'm here, I'm staying, it ain't what I want. We have this aspect of Raguel helping out, but Shamuel helping us to like reconnect that heart to heart connection with someone and possibly even Raphael providing some sort of healing uh, that has to, that goes along with that. And yet, and then we also have the people who are alone, lonely, and they don't want to be. I feel like in in my conversations with you over the years that it's like you are very focused on the the self-love healing, but you are also Jennifer Love. I mean, you're here to really help people who are on that path towards a desire for someone in their life that brings passion and romance and and a relationship that is long lasting. Do you do an assessment? I mean, do we start with the self-love before you even talk to them about the love of others? Or do they, do you just go with what they're, where they are? Or how does that work in your, in your counseling with other people? I usually meet people where they are. People come to me because, you know, they're having some kind of problem. So it's all about, you know, what the desire of 
my client is. So, you know, if they're having a problem with their relationship, I'm going to help them with their relationship because I find like you can't guide people to where they don't want to be. (laughs) Um, Even people, you know, there are people who like insist, you know, I'm single. I'm happy being single. I don't ever want to be in relationship. I'm perfectly happy, you know, being alone and I have so much self-love and I'm good, you know, and I honestly don't believe that (laughs) because I feel like people were meant for connection. I do believe that if you have a very healthy network of friends and community, and that is totally possible. But if you're like isolated alone in your house and you don't go anywhere and don't do anything, I think that's extremely unhealthy (laughs) because people are meant for connection. I'm not saying you have to have a romantic relationship, but you have to have human connection. You have to have a community of people. You have to have friends who support you or family or chosen or something, because if you don't have human connection, you are going to get sick and wither and die. (laughs) So we are meant for connection. Humans are meant for connection. So I'm not saying you have to have a romantic connection, but you have to have human relationships to foster your health. We're meant to be loved and you can be loved by friends. You can be loved by your family. It doesn't have to be a romantic partner. So that's another issue, but yes, I meet people where they are. So if people are coming to me saying, I am having trouble with my romantic partner, I want I need your assistance. Then we work there. If people are coming to me single and they're saying, I really want to be in a relationship, then we're going to like diagnose where they are there. If they're like dating and like having this repeating, you know, I keep meeting the same type of person and I don't want to, we're going to figure out why that is. If they're not meeting anyone, we're going to say, why is that? Are you not leaving your house, (laughs) which is often the case. Um, Maybe you should get out there some more and be more social. So yeah, I just try to meet people where they are and figure out why what's going on. And, you know, we're, we're coming out of a pandemic still. And so for a lot of people, you know, they just haven't gone out and done, you know, these social things that we were used to doing three years ago. Um, Some people are very, mentally not where we they're depressed. You know, we have a lot of anxiety. We have a lot of, you know, mental health issues that weren't there three years ago. Some people aren't as physically active as they should be. And so it's not really a prescription for like mental health as much as it is for physical activity, which, you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to be, but I do know that moving your body is important. And I'm a big proponent of embodiment. So I'm always like, not only trying to get my clients on like a spiritual path, but like, you can't neglect your body because we are souls in a physical package and you can't ignore the physical package. And I'm not saying like, you need to be gorgeous and fit and whatever, but like, you have to house this soul in a healthy body. And you have to take care of it because it's the only one you get this lifetime, this spin around, you know, the earth is is the only one you get. So you better take care of it. Um, And you don't have to be like, you know, super skinny and fit or whatever, but, you know, you have to be able to like walk up a flight of stairs. Where maybe the soulmate is. 
Maybe, so, yeah. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. They could Might be, have. you know, across the country. So, you know, you have to be able to like mm, get on maybe. the plane and go over there. Now you're talking about where I was almost headed. But because, you know, one of the, I was going to ask you, what do you see the most as being the number one block to somebody finding that person that they're looking for? Um, they don't love themselves. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. That's what yeah. Thought. And they don't know. Mm-hmm. They're not aware. The awareness is not there. Right. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I've noticed so often is I, I have an, a tendency to use this analogy of fish in the sea. Um, and I've seen so many people who are fishing in the same pond and mm-hmm. not finding anything. And that's an analogy for maybe somebody that lives in Chicago. And they've lived in Chicago for years and years and years. And literally nothing is working. They're on all the websites. They're, they're active. They're doing the things they ought to be doing. Nothing is happening. And I like to use the, the terminology. It's like, well, maybe you need to cast your net much farther and wider. Yeah. And then they move and then they meet somebody. You know, and so to me, it's like this whole concept of of like the universe is always looking for a balanced life for us. And if and I'm picking on Chicago, Chicago is lovely. But it's like if Chicago is not the place where your vibe is going to be the healthiest for the time that you have left on this planet, or at least the next block of time that you are spending on this planet, I think the universe is not going to connect, not going to hook you up. Yeah. It's not. It's because it's like, here's your bait. You know, your perfect love is in Charleston. So pack up. (laughs) And then they do. And then they and they get there and they do find somebody, but all these other things happen in their life. And I think that's partially not just because they're vibrationally in the right place now, but also because it's like they got the relationship thing out of the way. You know, it's like it's very difficult, I think, to focus on relationship, career, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things at once, because it, at least in my experience with my clients it's like relationships is going to like top everything it's going to be I think so too yeah Yeah, Yeah. I think I do very important work (laughs) if if you're not happy in your relationship everything else in your life seems like it's under a dark cloud if you're in a fight with your romantic partner you can't concentrate on your work if you're in a fight with your romantic partner like you are not nice to your children you know, there's, it affects everything in your life. So you want that part of your life to be very harmonious because it affects everything else that you do. You touched on a lot of different things in that point that you just made there. There's a lot of divine timing. Maybe you need to get your career sorted and then you're going to meet your romantic partner. Maybe your soulmate is getting their career sorted and then you're supposed to meet. Maybe, yeah, maybe you need to move out of Chicago and then you meet your romantic partner. I need to emphasize that love is timeless. You're never too old for love. There are people who meet 
in their eighties and they're so, so happy. You know, it's not about how old you are or how young you are. It's really about finding a person that's a good fit for you. And yeah. And, and the kind of like narrow constraints I wanted to touch on because, you know, in dating apps, you have like sorting criteria. So you can sort people by age, education, height. Um, There's all these different criteria. You can sort by their hair color and I, you know, all these different things. Okay. For the longest time, I would sort by, you know, education and height. And so I would only date people who were over six feet tall. Okay. um, Because I like to wear high heels, very shallow thing to be sorting on. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm five foot four. There's no reason I need to only date people who are six feet tall. Those are some high heels you want to wear. Yes. It's because I want to wear high. Yeah. (laughs) So it's a very like bizarre, shallow thing to be sorting on height. And then for some reason, this last go around, I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter that much. And so I, I lowered it to five foot 10, met my right. boyfriend who's five foot 11. He's perfect. So yeah, I'm just trying to say like, maybe, you know, all of the criteria you're sorting for is not that important all of the time. <laughs> maybe things like kindness, honesty, you know, generosity, maybe those things a little bit more valuable and important when you're dating. Obviously those things should always be more important, but sometimes these dating criteria on apps that we're sorting with cut out a lot of the people that you really should be considering. Yeah, I I totally get it. (laughs) I I met Lee on match.com. Yeah. And there's just um, so many people you have to sort by something. You know, and, uh, and it's like, I didn't, I did not do that physical criteria sort. I'm going to like, just go, I didn't. I, I, I don't even think it would have occurred to me to do that. I so, had to. There's just so, there's like thousands of people. Well, where you are. Yeah. yeah. And, but for me on the gay side, where I was at the time, <laughs> it's like, there weren't thousands of people. <laughs> But it felt like thousands of people because I went on a lot of really bad yes, dates. I did too, yes. A lot of really bad dates. And including one guy I still remember who he was Sag and I was like, and I'm Sag. And I was like, well, that'll be interesting. I wonder what that looks like. And we both really liked each other and also were like, but we would never date each other. You know, it was like you're a great guy. I like you. I like you too. There, there is nothing here other than friends. And it's like, you know, and I love that because my, my thing is intelligence really matters to me. Yes. Brainiac yes. matters to me. Same thing, and yes. I'm just like, it just does. And the whole aspect of the physicality did not really kind of come into it, but I and I was actually just talking about this this morning with our dear friend, Dougal Frazier, about this whole concept of people are so scared to be disappointed yeah. that they won't take risks. Yeah. Well, and I think people have been very hurt. And so they don't want to risk being vulnerable again. It's hard to risk that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yet, you know, it's like, what is the worst thing that happens? You spent an hour and 30 minutes with somebody that you don't want yeah. to date. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, but now I check that person off. 
And I feel like that it's like in the exploring we learn. Right. It's like we can go on a day and go, well, I did not know that I did not want that, but I know now. <laughs> now people I know. People are so afraid to like waste time and this concept of time. And I'm like, but you have so much time. But what's the alternative? You're wasting time watching TV for an hour. Like it's right. a waste of time too. It's <laughs> a total waste of time to sit there and watch the Real Housewives of Pick a City here. It's like so you're not afraid to waste time, right. waste an hour. You're not afraid to waste time doing that. People yeah. who are train wrecked, who you do not know, or at least people <laughs> who are portraying people who are a train wreck, because I still think it's that. You know, but you can't like go it's, meet somebody and go. What what if you just were like lazy and there was somebody that you were so amazingly balanced for? Nobody wants to be rejected, right? Nobody wants to put themselves out and be rejected. You're right. Maybe they don't like you. It's okay to like, you know, I I always came to the date going, but, but you barely know me. You don't even know me. So how you're rejecting this like five minutes of me. Okay. That, I, don't, I don't mind that because you don't really know me anyway. But that says something though, doesn't it? It says yeah. something about why I don't want to date you anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is how you choose your personal inter- react, interaction. Yeah. You, you're, you're rejecting me based on very superficial things or the way that I look. And so mm-hmm. I, that means nothing to me. Yeah. Where can people find you? How can they connect with you if they want to talk more? I'm at thejenniferlove.com. I have a new class coming out. It's on feminine archetypes. It's starting on July the 15th. So that's on my website at thejenniferlove.com. So I'd love to see you there. Okay. If you're interested in that, that'd be great. Cool. Excellent. Okay, guys, we've been talking to Jennifer Love about Archangel Raphael, Archangel Samuel, and love. I could Thank you so much for having me, Radley. (laughs) I'm so glad you could come be with me. Okay, you guys, hope you have a fantastic week, and I will see you next week on the Angel Tarot Show. You've been listening to the Angel Tarot Show with Radley Valentine. To discover more, visit RadleyValentine.com slash podcast. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw. And on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.